Hi, I'm Melissa. Hi, I'm Kara, and you're listening to Cultivated Conversations. A space where we talk about life, family, work, where we're getting it right, and where we're getting it wrong. And what it means to live and purchase ethically in a fast-moving world. Grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, pull a seat up at the table, and know that wherever you are on your journey, you belong, and we are so glad you've joined us. Okay, we're here. Hi. We did it. <laughs> we figured out all the right buttons to push. Push record. Uh, yeah, it took us like, <laughs> we've been here like an hour and a half. <laughs> You're acting like we all walked in and knew what we were doing. Yes, we did not know what we were doing. <laughs> but here we are in our very first podcast. Yay. I'm Melissa. I'm Kara. And we are so excited that you're here and joining us today. This is just a little bit of a get to know you podcast where you guys will get to meet us and hear a little bit of our stories. And we're really excited for what's to come. So now, Melissa, what's this podcast going to be called? Well, I found out that it's going to be called (laughs) Cultivated Conversations, which I'm really excited about. Me too. Yeah, I'm excited to see who all ends up being here and... What happened was a couple of months ago, Kara and I were sitting around at a kitchen table and we thought we need to invite people into our conversations we're having. So. Absolutely. Welcome. Welcome. Okay. So I get to ask you first since it's the two of us. Okay. But I, Kara, tell us about yourself in a nutshell, who you are and your family and whatever. Well, I'm Kara and live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I am married to wonderful man, Joshua, and I have a lovely little boy, Tariku, and we're adopting our daughter, hoping she'll be home by Christmas. Let's see, jobs. I think I have like four of them. I am a homeless advocate in Tulsa and work. And by that, you don't mean that you're an advocate who is homeless. Right. (laughs) Advocate for the homeless. Right. I'm actually a volunteer coordinator, so. Yeah get people in the community to work with the homeless and be friends Mm -hmm. and learn about them. And And how long have you been doing that? Seven years. Volunteered with the organization for two years before that. I've been around a while. And you said you had four jobs, so what are the other three? I don't know now that I'm thinking about it. (laughs) This and that, that's two, but it feels like, well, and stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. So work-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. So that feels like two jobs for sure. And Mm -hmm. an adoption is a job in and of Mm -hmm. itself, so... They're always asking me to do something else. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll get right on that. When do I have to have it done? <laughs> so, <laughs> Which one of those pieces is the most life-giving for you? I would say a day that I just get to hang out with volunteers and mm-hmm. learn about them. And I have this one volunteer that called me yesterday from her other volunteering job and wanted to see if we could help someone. And mm-hmm. I love that you're interacting with people who are just... It's not just to check off a box. It's who they are, and they invite me into that friendship with them. I love what we're doing here, though, at Cultivated Fashion. I'm learning a lot of new things, Mm -hmm. web design, podcasting. (laughs) So, yeah, it's a big curve, learning curve. Very big learning curve. (laughs) So then tell me about you, Melissa. I mean, we're new friends, but tell me in a nutshell. Yeah. Who's Melissa? Who's Melissa? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I have four jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 
we talk about this often. You and I both are like right pulled in many directions. Yes, there's seems. lots of directions. But um, so obviously I do this, which is really exciting, and this is kind of an upstart that you get, you and I are both working on and dreaming about, and um, are excited to see where this goes. But so we've got this cultivated fashion and cultivated conversation space, and then I also work with a fair trade company based out of Austin, Texas. They're called Noonday Collection and I'm a ambassador and a coach with them. And a rock star, can we say that? <laughs> Literally, they call her a rock star? Yay, that's really exciting. Yeah, I've been working with them for about two years and just passed rock star status, which is um, that I've made 100,000 in sales for our artisan partners over the last two years, which is really exciting. Crazy. I'm really thankful because that reflects a huge community of women and who've surrounded me and supported me and supported our artisan partners. So, so I do that. And then I also work with uh, an organization that is Oklahoma-based, and um, it's called the 111 Project, and we exist to connect church resources to families in need, um, primarily through our foster care system. And so we're working with fostering families, and then we're also working a lot with families who are um, seeking to reunify and trying to um, bring their family back together. So I'm the Northeastern Regional Manager for Oklahoma for those guys, and that's been a new and exciting um, world for me. And that seems like a full-time job in and of itself right there. It probably could be. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> but, you know, we're just keeping it on the lowdown part-time right now. So, um, and then, yeah, I am married to Joel, who is my best friend and he is what makes that possible. I feel mm -hmm. like a lot of times people are like, whoa, how do you do your life, you know? And there's no way I could do my life without Joel. He, he is who enables me to have the energy and the time and the capacity to pursue all of that. We have three little girls, three little blondie, adorable <laughs> children who are uh, six and five and two and we just started homeschooling this year so yeah, yeah let me stop you there so we're where do we start noonday collection no we started no. here okay we started cultivated, cultivated fashion, fashion yeah and noonday collection mm -hmm. 111 project mm -hmm. and uh, being a mom mom yeah, wife. wife awesomeness and now we're homeschooling. That's five that we're up to. <laughs> well, this is what I mean by there's no way I could do my life without Joel. Yeah. Because my husband helps. He works part-time and helps homeschool the girls. And so I do a lot of the curriculum curriculum planning and all of that kind of stuff. But he actually does the a lot of that day-to-day -day, um, schoolwork. So really thankful for him. And um, yeah, so I think that's my story in a nutshell in terms of just kind of all of the pieces that are playing into my life right now. <laughs> what would you say is a big key heart component for you of like what's big part mm -hmm. of your heart? Well I have a dear friend and we were talking a couple of weeks ago and she was talking about how she had been listening to a podcast and they had been talking about this idea of like a work-life balance and how that is really not a thing. That's not a real thing. 
Rachel Hollis talking about it. I don't know. I don't know who she was listening I to. I heard it. It was her. It was awesome. But essentially saying that it's not about whether or not you have a work-life balance. It's the question of, is your life integrated? Mm-hmm. Right? And do you live an integrated whole life? And I think that all of those pieces for me really tapestry together into a very integrated life. They each speak to each other in a really unique way. And they all center around this idea of, um, of justice, of what does whole living out of the truest parts of my heart in the world with regard for others look like, right? An outward facing life that's really rooted in a deep contemplative stream of of love and I think that each of those pieces right so whether I'm working in adoption and foster and church relations or whether I'm doing artisan um, advocacy work or whether I am um, working here on like an education piece and um, a conversation piece around what our purchasing decisions might look like and how those might end up influencing our thoughts about the way the world works Um, whether I'm being a mom or whether I'm being a wife or whether I'm being present in my neighborhood and hosting people around my table all of those things are tied to what does it mean to be rooted deeply in love and to live a life um, that is outward facing so I love that yeah rooted in love and outward facing yeah so Um, and I think that's what enables me to do all of those things. They don't feel separate from each other, mm-hmm. honestly. They feel very connected to each other. And I know you and I just had this experience yesterday. Yeah. Where um, your connection with your volunteers and my connection within that foster adoptive care kind of synergized because of our friendship and our relationship with each other into caring for people around us, right? Mm-hmm. And Karen and I were texting yesterday. Um, um, there was somebody she knew that could utilize the resources I had. And it was just such a gift to be able to say, oh yeah, I know how to connect you with somebody mm-hmm. who can help answer those questions. Or and That's how my brain works. Yeah. I was looking at this lady yesterday who's going through a lot with foster care and it was like, I have no idea how to help you. Melissa does though. <laughs> Hang on, let me text her. Well this gets into something that I'm really passionate about and is kind of an idea surrounding what it means to be rooted in love, living outward facing. And I read a really fascinating article recently about one of the things that makes, that differentiates the wealthy from the poor. And they were talking about how Um, everybody lives with these various kinds of connections, right? We have strong Mm -hmm. and we have weak connections. And that people who are living in poverty and people who are living on a lower socioeconomic scale have often have a really strong, like, local connections network. In other words, they are rooted in their neighborhoods or in their Mm -hmm. families and they have these vibrant, very, like very strong connections Mm -hmm. with each other. Oftentimes in ways that those of us who um, haven't experienced that or don't have that, when we go into those 
were like, whoa, everybody here knows each other. And right, everybody yeah. in the neighborhood knows each other. And, you know, families know each other in a really intimate way. Relationships are so strong. Yes. What they lack, however, is a network of weak connections. And that is what the wealthy have. We have weak connections because we have people who, oh, you know what? I don't know. I don't know anything about that, but I know someone who does. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, oh, my friend's dad is a dentist. Oh, my, I have a friend whose husband is a lawyer. Or, you know, I know somebody who manages a local gas station. Or, we have a lot of people who know people. We know people who know people. Mm -hmm. And those weak connections are really what enables us to make our way in the world. Mm -hmm. And sure. it's what also enables us to um, be able to get things at a discounted rate or, you know, just all of the little ways that we have of kind of skirting the system, mm -hmm. right? Um, but people who are in poverty are not able to skirt the system. They don't have connections. They don't have relationships. They can't call the manager. They can't go one up, right? Mm -hmm. They are subject to the system that they're in. And so... Which is essentially what we did yesterday. Exactly. We said, hey, who do we know? Exactly. Let's call. And this is one of the things that I think when we talk about what do I have that I can offer the world? What do I have I can offer my neighbors? What do I have that I can offer my friends who are in lower socioeconomic brackets than I am, you know? And that is one of the biggest things we can mm -hmm. offer them. And so I think that that is off topic, but <laughs> I think that that is um, just a beautiful part about what, of what it means to be in the world um, with who we are, mm -hmm. right? And how to offer that to the people around us and be a present to them. So rooted in love and looking outwards. That's right. I love it. Okay. We only have like 10 more minutes. We've got a few more questions. What was your latest purchase? Okay. Going, we went from really deep to what'd you just buy? You know what? That's all right. I can, I'm like, I'm like a fish in water, deep to shallow. But Bring this it. is how our kitchen table conversations totally, go. Totally, totally. This is real life. Like <laughs> we, we are like in the deep throes of justice conversations. <laughs> wait, what did you just buy? And then we're like, <laughs> wait, what are you cooking for dinner tonight? Um, okay, so. My latest purchase, this is actually a really fun story, and I'm really glad you asked this question because <laughs> I usually don't have fun stories. It would most often be like, mm, maybe something on Amazon, like a book for my kids. But I actually recently went to see a friend who lives in Louisville, Colorado, which is a little suburb out of Denver. And she lives in this adorable house that is walking distance from all of these cute shops. And so she took me to this secondhand store that's like in the basement. Oh, oh girl, it was real. I was like, <laughs> holy cannolis. Okay, so she took me to this like secondhand store, but it was, it was awesome. And we spent, I don't know, an hour and a half in there shopping. And you know, I have to say, I'm really bad at shopping secondhand in person. I think it's because I get overwhelmed by it, hmm. right? But this is a dear friend, right? We shared this big old changing room together. And so she could be like, oh, that's so cute on you. You know, you need somebody to tell you how adorable <laughs> yeah. you are. And so, and she was like shopping for me. She found me. She's like combing through the stuff, which it was all set out really nicely. It wasn't like you had to dig through piles, but she found me 
these boots. I have not ever owned a pair of high boots and she found me a pair of high, like these high, beautiful leather. Over the knee, under the knee? Under. Okay. Yeah. But right under the knee, uh -huh. right? I've only ever owned like booties. Right. And so, yeah. So she bought me this pair, like not bought me, but found this pair and it was great. So I walked out of there with probably eight new pieces of clothing. <laughs> that's awesome. It was so fun. So that's my latest purchase. Love what it. about you? What was your latest purchase? I have been saving up my pennies for some new fall stuff, but the last piece of clothing that I bought was from a consignment store here in Tulsa mm -hmm. called Soboco. And I love consignment shopping, secondhand shopping in person. I feel like that's when I can go and actually try on clothes. Ethical purchasing, mostly online for me, but consignment in store, try it on, see if you love it. I picked out, I was just skimming through, picked out this dress, it's a size small. I am a size large. <laughs> it is beautiful, black, floral. You probably see it around my Instagram all the time because I'm obsessed with it. Tried it on. Can I even get it halfway zipped up? <laughs> but I'm the person that's like, huh, how can I make this work? Came back a week later and I was talking to Lauren, the owner, and I was like, is there any way you think we could like fit me into this dress? She called up her tailor and they literally fit me into this size small dress. That's and you awesome. cannot even tell it's that good of that's handiwork. Some, that's some amazing tailoring yeah. right there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Pure talent. Yeah. So. And it does show up on your Instagram, and you're beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, what are you looking forward to purchasing? That's a really good question. Oh, we've been texting about oh, the same line yes. that we're loving. No, but I know what I'm looking forward to purchasing. Girl, I'm for real in need of new undergarments. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you want to get real? Like, it's so real. So, a couple of weeks ago, I purchased two pairs of Pact. Have you heard of Pact? Uh, maybe. Okay. So Pact is an organic, ethically sourced underwear company, like underwear bras, the whole deal, right? Like all that stuff. I love you're going down to the core with your ethical purchases. Like here. literally the core. Like what is <laughs> next to my skin? <laughs> so I've got them and they're, they're just cute and they fit and they're great and it's awesome. But Let's just say two pairs are not enough no. for the need that is in my wardrobe of, <laughs> like, there's a serious underwear need in my wardrobe. That's actually the thing I'm really looking forward to purchasing is some new undergarments. And um, I'm really excited to, there's an, a bra company I'm checking out to purchase from. So, oh, hey, Third Love, have you heard of Third Love? I have. Yeah, so I'm, I'm researching them just to check it out but I've heard amazing things about them and I really want to go try I mean that's how real it is right now so Bra next time we're gonna ask you yeah you about. can ask me because it's nothing I'm gonna Instagram <laughs> we're not gonna have any Instagram photos of me in my new ethical wear <laughs> I mean they'll be there you just won't tag be it to under see. your shirt <laughs> you got third love under here <laughs> right packed I'll just take a picture of, you know, me just on a normal day with my kids and tack. Packed. You're glad you didn't see that. <laughs> I'm laughing so there. hard you can't. It's not even coming out of <laughs> my mouth. <laughs> okay, so what about you? 
what are you looking forward to purchasing? I am literally counting my pennies and selling stuff so I can get the new Veta capsule. Oh my gosh. I am in love with it. They're sold out. I know. But I'm I went just and looked. holding on. I went and looked yesterday and that dress, the little like v-neck one that's like reversible. The reversible. Oh girl. It looks adorable. Well, because I'm going, you know, I'm traveling to Asia next yeah. spring and that it's going to be hot. Yeah. And the collar, the white collar dress, it zips off its dress, and then it's oh, a yes. shirt. Yes. Love it. The oversized sweater. Yeah. I, I feel Good like I job, need it all. Capsule. Yeah, I loved their stuff for a while, but never seemed practical to my life. Right. But this minimal capsule is I agree. gorgeous. Yeah. Mom life for sure. Yeah. So, okay, you got two minutes. Tell me what motivates you to, even like going down to the underwear, to the core, why you're purchasing ethically what motivates you to keep doing it there's only one reason i ever purchase ethically because real people make our stuff yeah i mean whatever you have is a, there's a real person behind it and so yeah. and, and that, we are connected you guys like this is the thing that i so strongly believe in is we are connected in the world as humanity mm -hmm. if it matters to me that my life be a certain way, that I be treated a certain way, then it's going to matter to me how I treat others. And mm -hmm. the way I purchase directly correlates to my treatment of other people. Yeah. What I've learned recently for myself is a big heart characteristic for me is a gentle protector. Mm. And I think that goes right into how I purchase, knowing that there's that lady on the other side of the world trying to provide for her kids and healthcare, like, opportunities for her to get good health care and right education for her kids yeah so it's that gentle protector in me that I think sometimes and we'll talk I'm sure a lot more about this in podcasts to come but I think sometimes we want to imagine that there are large machines yeah. right that are like stamping out t-shirts and sewing them together or something but that is not the way it works no nope. every single piece of clothing is actually handmade yeah. <laughs> in terms of there is actually a real person laboring on that. We do not have robots that sew together anything yet. Yep. And so and that's um, that golden rule. Right. Treat others how you want to be treated. Exactly. All right. All right, girl. Well, I'm excited for what's to come. Me too. We're going to have so much fun. You guys, we have some awesome guests that we're dreaming about. Dreaming for sure. And conversations that we want to have. But we would love to hear from you. Who do you want to hear from? What questions do yeah. you have? How can we help yes. you make your next ethical purchase? The next right. step in your commitment to that. Exactly. So, all right. Let's all right, sign girl. Off. we got to get going. We do. We have all those other jobs we've got to get to. <laughs> right? So... Yes. And we also promise each other, you guys can't see us, but here in the studio, we're face to face with each other. And so now that we've realized this, we've also decided to um, chew some gum or mints, do some mints or something like that before. No coffee before cultivated conversations. Well, there's going to be coffee, but maybe between mints. the coffee and, <laughs> and the podcasting, there will be mints. So it was lovely to see you today. Good to see you too. And I can't wait to see you next time. Okay. All right. 
Thank you for listening to Cultivated Conversations today, a podcast of cultivated fashion. I hope you enjoyed getting to know us just a little bit better. We will be back in a few weeks with a new episode. In the meantime, check us out online at cultivated.fashion or on Instagram at cultivated fashion.